dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always such an honor and a pleasure to be with you and to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America's goal is to provide live programming on the Internet worldwide that helps you, the listener, make informed decisions in your personal and professional life. Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us on Mondays live at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific at 888-335-5204. We also rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Today I have a great guest. My guest is Kevin Eikenberry, and Kevin is the Chief Operating Officer of Kevin Eikenberry, uh, and also his website is kevineikenberry.com and vantagepoints.net. And Kevin's new book is Vantage Points on Learning in Life, Finding Learning Opportunities in Everyday Situations. Kevin has been a serious student of the learning process for the past 15 years. He's applied what he's learned by helping organizations of all kinds, including small companies, governmental agencies, universities, and Fortune 5 com- companies. His writing has been read by people in over 30 countries from all walks of life. He also uh, had a program on the air about movies and understanding the powerful and spiritual significance of movies. Kevin is a great guy. Welcome, Kevin Eikenberry. Thank you, Patricia. It's it's uh, a pleasure to be with you, and it's interesting to be on the other side of the mic, if you will, after That's having right. had a show, as you mentioned, on Voice America for about two and a half years. You did, and it was all about movies. It was. And finding the meaning in movies. One of the things that uh, is on your book is that it says, Each day brings us the chance to laugh, love, and learn. This book will inspire you to do all three. How did you gather your material for your book, Vantage Points on Learning in Life? Well, it's um, pretty straightforward. I uh, I got up in the morning and lived my life. Uh, Patricia, the, the premise behind the book is that all of us have a tremendous am- amount of opportunities to learn and it doesn't just it isn't just about being in school. You know, I do an exercise with organizations and with people sometimes and ask them, when you think about learning, what are the first things that come to your mind? And almost always, one of the first two or three things that come to people's mind is the word school. And uh, certainly school is a place that a lot of us learned a lot of things. But uh, I think too often as adults, we equate learning to being equal to school. And uh, this book is all about how to... Uh, how to learn from everyday life situations. So how did I gather my material? I got up in the morning every day. Hmm. Um, now, you do a lot of work with organizations and companies. What are you talking about mostly? Is it how to achieve goals? Is it how to reach your targets? What are you talking about? When we, when we work with organizations, Patricia, our focus is on how to help the organization or the team that we're working with or the individuals in that organization that we're working with reach their goals 
um, through learning. So everything that we do in our business is related to the learning process, whether that's helping an organization set a strategic plan uh, or work more effectively together as, as a member of a team or reach whatever other sort of goals they might have. Uh, the largest percentage of our work, Patricia, is related in one way, shape, or form to what I would call big L learning, learning that uh, helps us get better at our work but also has application in the rest of our lives, like being more effective leaders, uh, being more effective coaches, uh, working together more effectively, communicating more effectively, and those sorts of things. Hmm. I want to read part of a testimonial from a morning anchor who says, I think of Kevin Eikenberry as the anti-David Copperfield. I know, I know, but hear me out. David Copperfield influences you to see things in such a way as to make the extraordinary disappear. Kevin, through his vantage points, urges you to see the ordinary things from an angle that exposes the extraordinary. These new perspectives on seemingly mundane experiences and events are like cerebral breaths of fresh air. And what you do in your book is you have many vignettes of how you really see things differently. Um, yeah, that's what we, what we try to do is, what I've tried to do is to um, take an, uh, a life situation that I had or ha- have and, and try to pick things that others will recognize, whether they've had that exact experience or not, but that people can recognize those things so we can, uh, as a writer and a reader, we can feel some kinship and then help people see what I learned from the situation and then try to close each chapter by encouraging people to not only take advantage of what I learned but challenge them to think about what their lessons learned are from the story that I shared. Why don't you pick one of the stories in your book? I mean, there's so many that I like, but pick one of your favorites and tell us about it and what the lesson is. Well, one of them that I've been sharing with, the, I don't know, I don't know if it's one of my favorites, but one of them that I've been sharing with, with a lot of groups lately is, uh, one that talks about the game, uh, the car game called Slugbug. Um, and it's a game, if you're not familiar with it, and when I start telling the story, I wasn't familiar with it. Uh, the game is played, Patricia, when you see, when you're in the car and you see a Volkswagen Beetle, whoever sees it first is supposed to say, let's say you see a black one, you're supposed to say Slugbug Black. No tag backs, and then you're supposed to hit the other person. Well, I kind of got away from the hitting and the slugging in our car, but uh, the the genesis of the story was this game that I wasn't familiar with, but I've since learned that most everyone in the world but me knew about. Uh, and the message that and what I what I take that in the story is that after a while of playing this game, everywhere I looked, I saw Volkswagen Beetles, and I liken it to the situation that most of us have probably experienced when you buy a, a new vehicle or a, a purchase a, a vehicle new to you and suddenly all over the road you seem to see your car like you never noticed it before but mm-hmm. now they're everywhere right. and the whole point of both of those things of suddenly becoming aware of the slug bug and becoming aware of the vehicle that's yours is something in our brains called the reticular activating system which basically is a big filter that filters out stuff that we're not interested in and helps us become aware of or notice the things we are interested in. And the reticular activating system allows us to survive in a, in a world with so many uh, stimuli. Um, but what this mechanism does for us is it helps us to see the things we're looking for. So, so the message be more that selective. story is that we, we see what we're looking for. Right. And if I'm playing slug, if I'm looking for Volkswagen Beetles, I find them. Um, and if and so the challenge then becomes: is what do we want to be finding in our lives, 
And so let's start looking for it. Hmm. Be focused then. Exactly. Be and be, I guess, be intentional is what the, the slug bug uh, story tell, teaches me is that we need to be intentional about what we're looking for and that, in fact, when we do begin to look for those things, our brains will help us find those things, whether, whether they be opportunities, whether they be uh, people, whether they be a car. <laughs> okay. All right, before we go to break, tell us how people can get a hold of you, work with your website. You have a couple of different websites. Sure, we've got a number of things, but in terms of the book, as you mentioned already, the best place to go to learn more about the book and to get a signed copy, etc., is at Vantage Points. That's plural, vantagepoints.net. Of course, the book is also available on Amazon.com. And our the website for our business in general is my name, KevinEikenberry.com. And maybe uh, another break, we'll, we'll spell that for people so e- people can get their pen out and we'll spell it for them a little later. E-I-K-E-N-B-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And you teach uh, classes and trainings for organizations and schools, and that's all on your website. That's all there, all of the work that we do. There's really three parts to my business, Patricia. We do consulting with organizations. We do training for organizations, and I do keynote speaking. In fact, tomorrow I'll be doing a keynote on the on the topics related to the book, just like we're doing today. Okay. All right, and when we come back, what we're going to talk to Kevin about are more stories in his book that really speak to um, the lessons of life. And there's one here because we are coming up on the holidays and on Christmas is have yourself an awful little Christmas. Now, that sounds odd, but we'll talk about that after the break when we come back. Um, My guest is Kevin Eikenberry, and he is a serious student of the learning process for the past 15 years. He is the chief operating officer of his own company, which is Kevin Eikenberry, and his his website is kevineikenberry.com. And Kevin has applied what he's learned by helping organizations of all kinds, including small companies, governmental agencies, universities, and Fortune 500 companies. His writing has been read by people in 30 countries from all walks of life. And also, Kevin used to have a show right here on voiceamerica.com. He was one of the early hosts on movies and understanding the significance and the spiritual significance of movies. Folks, just to remind you that this show, Positive Living, is on voiceamerica.com. We're on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And when we come back, you certainly can call us at 888-335-5204. My shows are archived on my site and on the Voice America site. And my website is raskinresources.com. So stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Positive Living right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it, VoiceAmerica.com. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? 
then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm so happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us on Mondays live at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at 888-335-5204, or listen to the rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, by logging onto my site, raskinresources.com. Today we're talking about learning, about life, about potential. My guest is Kevin Eikenberry, and Kevin Eikenberry is the Chief Potential Officer of the Kevin Eikenberry Group. And he is a lifelong student and serious student of the learning process for the past 15 years. He's applied what he's learned by helping organizations of all kinds, including small companies, governmental agencies, universities, and Fortune 500 companies. Kevin has been writing, and his writing has been read by people in over 30 countries from all walks of life. And Kevin also had a show on voiceamerica.com in, in the early days on magical movies and the significance of movies and how they can bring inspiration and meaning into our life. Welcome back, Kevin. I'm, I'm glad to be back. It, you say that you know, this. It uh, was an early show. It makes it sound like it was a long time ago, but I guess in Internet time, maybe it was a long time ago. 
was a couple of years ago, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it was. I know, you're right. It, right. When I think of how the Internet's grown in four years, it's just amazing. All right, since we're up on the, very close to the Christmas uh, holiday, let's talk about your Christmas story, and then I have to get to you about the movies. All right, well, the uh, I, I wrote, a, I wrote a, a chapter, and I guess a, a, little, a little more background about the book, Patricia, and that is that these are essays that I've been writing and sending to people. We've got a num- several thousand people that read these essays every month, and this book is a compilation of what we've determined to be the best essays. There's 56 of these essays in the book. And uh, so one of them I wrote during the Christmas season about this time of year, uh, a couple of years ago, is titled Have Yourself an Awful Little Christmas. And I started out wanting to write a piece about the difference between the word awful, A-W-U, A-W-F-U-L, uh-huh. and the word awe-filled, like A-W-E, awe. Um, and so I had this that concept in my head, and it was Christmas time, so I got to thinking about how, you know, um, Christmas is a season that we all think about being such a wonderful time, but at the same time you can find people complaining about the traffic and the, and the shopping lines, and I don't know what to get for so-and-so on my list and all these sorts of things. And, uh, and at the same time, the Christmas season is a time when people are are probably the most pleasant with each other. We talk about having the Christmas spirit and people, you know, are 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 cordial and and make more eye contact and smile more and all these sorts of things. And so I was playing on this paradox between these two th- things that are a part of the holiday season. And then I looked up the word awful in a dictionary and I found things like um, awful, see awe and full, inspiring awe, highly impressive uh, causing fear, terrifying, dreadful, appalling, full of awe, reverential. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at it, uh, and that was from a dictionary that I had uh, on my desk, and then I went to a newer dictionary. But they're opposite meanings. One yeah. is fear so and one is... The interesting is... thing is that really the word awful is, is, is meant to be not only something bad or disturbing or difficult or challenging. But something inspirational. But also something that is fil- literally filled with awe. Mm-hmm. And so... When I tell people to have an awful little Christmas, of course, what I'm really asking them to do is to have a, a Christmas season filled with awe. And um, so we use that as the play on words, and we use that to think about that all the way through. And, and so my challenge in this particular story is uh, it, it kind of goes along with the slug bug that we talked about earlier. You know, what, do you, what are you looking for? What are you seeing? And how do you, and, and how, you know, are you going to choose to search for things to complain about, or are you going to search to be uh, excited and, and full of wonder? Um, of the season, and so hence uh, an an essay about having an awful little Christmas. Hmm. Very well done. You know, this reminds me a little bit of Jerry Seinfeld when he will look at something and see so much meaning. You know, in a little box, or in I mean, you've heard, you've heard him explain things from such a different point of view. Right. It's kind of what you're doing in a lot of ways. Well, it, it is in a way, I guess. You know, what I what I want to do with these stories and with this book is to help people recognize, you know, I don't know that I'm doing something all that special. I've just chosen to, to try to focus on a situation that happens and then what can, how can I reflect on that? You know, uh, one of the most important principles of learning is how do we reflect on our experience. It's not the experience itself, Patricia, that helps us learn. It's the reflecting on it to say, what did I learn from that? What happened there? What would I do different next time? That uh, is where the learning comes. We all know people that have been in a job for a long time. They've got 15 years' experience. 
but really what they have is one year of experience 15 times. Mm-hmm. And, and what this book is really meant to do is to be inspirational um, and a fun read, but it's meant to help you through the reader, through uh, example, see that we have this power to reflect and this power to think about what happened and generalize it into new learning for ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and that, I think, in, in the end is what the book's all about. Yeah, it's great. I want to talk about the movies. You had a show that I thought was fascinating where you looked at classic movies, new movies, talked about what are the life lessons in those movies. Yeah, How did, did you come about doing that, Kevin? Well, I had a, I had a, um, a project related to that. In fact, the, the site for it is still up. It's magical-movies.com. And uh, we were collecting people's votes as to the most inspiring movies of all time. I'm excited to find that uh, the American Film Institute is actually, I don't know if you, uh, those of the listening may know that the AFI, the American Film Institute, has done um, a top 100 romantic movies, a top 100 lines for movies, a top 100 movies of all time. They've done a number of these television shows over the last number of years. And the one next summer is going to be on inspirational movies. And they took a list of 300 movies, and they'll have their institute vote on the top 100. Our approach was a little different, and that was to ask anyone any movie buff, any movie watcher, to tell us what movies had most inspired them. And I'm interested to see how those two lists will match up. But our concept was and is that we can use movies as a way to generate learning and great conversation, or maybe the other way around, great conversation which can lead to to interesting Mm -hmm. insights and learning. What were either your top two or three favorites or ones that you felt most people agreed on? Well, the number one movie on our list, and it's uh, probably appropriate to talk about it at this particular time of the year, uh, was It's a Wonderful Life. And mm. it will be on a couple times on the, yes. the network, I think this coming Saturday and then right before Christmas. But It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart, and a um, movie from 1946 that talks about, that really ha- helps us see through Jimmy Stewart's life in the movie of how one life makes a difference. And uh, the concept of that project and that show, Patricia, was that although there may be some specific lessons that people might assume we would get from a particular film. The, uh, the beauty is in how do, we, how do we find what might be there for us. So, uh, you know, as you watch a film, what, what you found intriguing, what you found interesting, what you found inspiring, what provided an aha moment for you might be completely different mm-hmm. than what it might be for me, and that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like any life experience. It's what we take from it not what it is in itself right. that uh, creates something of value. Mm. I really loved that show. I thought it was so meaningful because, you know, there are a lot of people, Kevin, speaking of learning styles, that don't read a lot, but they learn better from either the visual experience or the auditory experience, and so they will listen to the audio tape or they will watch the movie, and that's how they learn. So movies can have such a great impact, and it was so wonderful for you to talk about movies in that way. Yeah, that was part of the concept was that, you know, uh, we we had, uh, we're promoting and, and still do some um, of the concept of you can be in a book club where you all read a book and then have a conversation but we can have the same kind of experience by gathering a group to watch a movie together and then have the conversation that follows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we try to give people some ideas about how to do it. And the show was actually 
uh, as if we had just watched the movie and we're going to have a conversation about it. And I would have two or three guests on to talk with me about a specific film, and we'd talk about what we learned, what we observed, what our favorite parts were, what was most meaningful to us, hmm. et cetera, et cetera, just like you could do in your living room. Hmm. Like a support group. What are... Um what is one of the major movies in the last 10 years that you feel is noteworthy? Well, there's a lot. Uh, I, I think that um, one of the movies, that, and I, is it the most noteworthy? I don't know, but it's the first one that comes to my mind uh, from the last few years that, uh, that I know um, we did on the show was the show Radio, hmm. the movie Radio with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. It's just the first one that pops in my mind. It's one of the recent films recent at the time of doing the show that we did um, and uh, we had a great time talking about that film and the and the lessons in it in terms of discipline and in terms of loyalty and in terms of uh, you know all sorts of support and he was a handicapped in, in the yeah movie. he was a handicapped uh, individual and uh, uh, the movie talked about how you know how how he really became a part of that that team and how Right. what the coach was able to teach him and what he was able to teach the coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Now I remember that well. Yeah. What advice do you give to families today who want their kids to learn and want their kids to grow but are concerned about taking their children to movies because, you know, there's so much out there that isn't helpful? Well, I think there's a couple things. I think, first of all, it depends a lot on the age of the children. Uh, and and I can give a, we could talk a lot about the, the broader context of families and learning, but in, to, to your question specifically around movies, I think the key is to, to, make, to make good choices about what, what you watch, um, you know, based on the content. But I think that far too often there too much is made of, of uh, you know, all the movies are, are bad and there's all this language and that sort of thing and, and certainly are there are there movies that could have been made just as well in my opinion without quite as much language that might made it might have made it a little more accessible to some different age groups and that's probably true the bottom line is just as just as true that there are a lot of movies that uh, can provide an opportunity for a, for a family to have uh, an enjoyable time and I think the real key to getting learning out of that is to is as I was saying before about life experiences to reflect on it. The key to getting value out of a movie is to have a conversation about it, mm-hmm. and to not simply have uh, watch the movie and then turn it off and say, "Okay, it's time for bed," right. or you know, whatever. But Rather, also, instead, to watch the movie and have a conversation about it, whether you're leaving the theater and right. talking about, you know, what was your favorite part and why, and what, mm-hmm. you know, who was your who was your favorite character, or what about this movie did you find most interesting, mm-hmm. or in the case of a conversation with children, what what in the movie didn't you understand, or or right. you know, do you understand why someone did something, or what do you think? Very good. Thing. A real and again, line. not making it questions that are like uh, a test, but conver- questions that can generate conversation. Right. right, and also, but selecting your movies well is another piece too. Absolutely, really select them. All right, my guest is Kevin Eikenberry. His new book is Vantage Points on Learning and life, finding learning opportunities in everyday situations. Kevin Eikenberry is the chief potential officer of the Kevin Eikenberry Group, and he speaks to organizations uh, and all kinds of agencies and Fortune 500 companies, and his writing has been read by people in over 30 countries from all walks of life.
Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. There's plenty more. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to voiceamerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always such an honor and a pleasure to be with you on Voice America each week. Because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us live on Mondays at 888-335-5204, and we're here 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or you can listen to the rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And my website is raskinresources.com. Today we are talking to Kevin Eikenberry, Chief Potential Officer 
of the Kevin Eikenberry Group. And Kevin is the author of the new book, Vantage Points on Learning and Life, Finding Learning Opportunities in Everyday Situations. Kevin has been a serious student of the learning process for the past 15 years. He's applied what he's learned by helping organizations of all kinds, including small companies, governmental agencies, universities, and Fortune 500 companies. His writing has been read by people in over 30 countries from all walks of life. And he was the host of a program that was here on Voice America called Magical Movies. Welcome back, Kevin. Well, I'm glad to be back. I, we're well, halfway through. Right. We're <laughs> talking about all these wonderful essays in your book, and your book is uh, filled with essays on life. And one of them, or several of them, are about family connection, and we're talking so much about learning, about selecting the right movies for families and for children, and also we're coming up on the holidays where family connections are important mm-hmm. and, and are really there. So talk about family connections and some of your stories. Well, the one particular story that uh, is probably one of my favorites is, you know, anyone who's ever had a young, uh, a young child, uh, I, I talked about a situation that I had with my daughter who a lot of times, you know, she didn't necessarily want to go to bed when it was time to go to bed. Um, so one night in trying to, to kind of get her, get her settled in for, for going to bed as about a four-year-old, I decided to, to sit at the, on the floor beside her bed on my knees and brought out one of her stuffed animals and started to sort of, you know, do a little, do a little Kevin's version of Country Bear Jamboree for her, I suppose. <laughs> and, uh, and, Kelsey liked it, and it turned into something that I was supposed to do every night. And uh, so, you know, more stuffed animals got involved in this little show, which is what she called it, the show. And um, before long, I realized something, and uh, I learned. I realized that the next morning she would talk about the show the night before. So I, I quickly figured out that not only was this a way maybe for me to, to, to get her ready for bed, but it might be a really a good learning opportunity. So I decided I ought to start thinking about put a little thought into what I'm going to say in these shows, these little, you know, little ad hoc, off-the-cuff, uh, impromptu uses of the stuffed animals. So what I did was I decided to start talking about things that maybe she would remember that maybe would, would uh, you know, be a life lesson kind of thing. And the first mm. thing was, as hard as it was for her to go to bed at night, it was equally hard for her to get up in the morning. She didn't really want to get up. And so... In this particular essay, I talk about a, a poem that I wrote to help that I had the stuffed animals saying, to talking about how we get up in the morning and how we get a better start to our day. And um, it, it became something that this little poem that I wrote became something that she um, remembered, and we started reciting in the morning. And, Do you want to uh, read us that, that poem? I'm sorry? Do you want to read us that poem? Yeah, I can read you that poem. I can say it, from, say it by heart. Go ahead. Um, and uh, she's seven now, and she still says it almost every day. Um, so what I encouraged her to do was to stretch your arms, stretch your legs, wiggle your toes, look up and say, oh, what a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that, first of all, physiologically, that's what we need to do. You know, we need to stretch. After we've been sleeping that long, our bodies need to stretch. We shouldn't just jump out of bed. And um, so I was trying to, to, to get that across to her in, in a way that would make sense to a, seven, to a four-year-old at the time. But beyond that, trying to get at this point of how do we start our day more successfully. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then in the essay, I, I generalize that out because those of us reading it are probably not four years old. Um, but rather, how do we start out our day? How do we start out a new project? Mm-hmm. How do we start out, you know, our planning for the holiday season or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so uh, really taking that as a metaphor for starting. And how do we have 
how do we create mm. better starts of yes. things for ourselves? What's the name of that story? That story is card called Getting the Right Start. Mm. Mm. So Well and and as you said it's and part of that is really planning, don't you think? It, it absolutely is about it absolutely is about planning. Um, you know, and, and and again it's about it's about making a choice to say, okay, what do I need to do to get a better start? If I've been on five projects at work in the past and they haven't gone as well as they could have, what can I do to get off to a better start on the next mm-hmm. one? Which, as you said, is about planning. It's about being intentional. So the things in these stories may be about a four-year-old or a two-year-old or, uh, you know, my my great aunt um, or my 85-year-old neighbor. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the end, they're really stories that we can apply to all sorts of parts of our life, which is, which is why I wrote Well, them. what... What comes to mind when you say that is my recent trip when I packed everything in a larger suitcase rather than opting for the smaller one. And so then when my plane was delayed, my luggage was delayed a whole day. And so a fresh start would be not to bring so much and try to get it into the smaller suitcase and carry it on. And that's a way of achieving more and accomplishing more without the angst of delaying your luggage. You know, you're absolutely right. And, you know, in the the spirit of lessons from and because I travel a lot there are a couple of lessons in the book about air travel but uh, the, the I think the other point of this book and a message that I would, would love to share with anyone interested in a show called Positive Living mm-hmm. is that even so there's a great lesson that maybe next time uh, I pack differently but the other thing is what can I learn from the fact that I that I don't have my clothes now how did I react what you know? What what do I do now? And and if I found myself another time mm-hmm. without my clothes for a day, mm-hmm. what would I do different in that situation? How do I make that situation it's a very, learning opportunity? It's very interesting. In in my case, what I had on was good enough to be able to go to my meeting the next day. It wasn't the, what I probably would have chosen, but it passed. No one knew the difference, and it was very interesting that you know that that really worked and all that angst. Really, um, really was okay. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't amount to what I thought it would. Absolutely, you know, I had a, a, a situation not long ago where uh, I packed for a for a trip, a, a relatively quick trip, just a one a one night away, two night away, I guess, and uh, oh, one night away. And what I typically do is what you do. I wear something that I can get by with if something were to happen. Mm-hmm. And but I didn't do that this time. I was flying on a Sunday and wore my tennis shoes and this and that. And when I took my shoes out of the bag the next morning before I went to the meeting, I realized that I I have two pairs of shoes, Patricia, that are very similar. Oh. And I brought one of each, oh. which wouldn't be that bad, except I brought two right feet. Oh, that's hysterical. So all day, that's... I wore the tennis shoes, you know, and so to your point, you know, it's not that big a deal. So, you know, Did you I, say that, did you say anything to people about it? Did I, you I say... did, at, you know, at, to the people at the beginning of the meeting, not not everyone was there, but a few people were there, and I just said something. I said, "You know what? Just so you know, I'm going to get this out of the way now." But after that, I just that the I think the uh, being deciding to say something, I was able to then let it go. If I mm-hmm. hadn't have said something, I think I would have kept worrying about it or wondering mm-hmm. about it. But once mm-hmm. I said something, I was able to move past it. And I think that's that's an important message is to, for us is to figure out if there's something blocking us, and if there's also, something in our way, just. What do you need to do to get past it and then move on? But the other lesson about not having all the clothes is you'd be surprised at what we can do without what we, you know, how much we really need. 
Absolutely. That's another lesson. Well, I mean, if you, you talk about the holiday season, you know one of the things that my family we've chosen to do is uh, we've made a commitment and and uh, to to not do as much gift giving this season and to take a lot of those funds and and to to use to use those to go back to folks uh, in on the Gulf Coast that still have major issues. You know, just because the news has quit talking about the the aftermath of Rita and Katrina doesn't mean that everything's fine or fixed. And so, you know, I think getting our children to think about the fact that maybe Christmas is going to be a little different than it has been in the past, I think it's a really good message for all of us. And I, I think that we're going to have, um, we're already finding in the preparation for Christmas, I think a renewed renewed spirit that, just to your point, we don't need as much mm-hmm. as we may have thought we Well, did. it's also about giving back, isn't it, as well? You know, with our families, giving back, giving to each other, caring and sharing. Yeah, it's not about the material things that we give as much as it is, you know, having that, uh, having that time to to share appreciation and to give maybe more of ourselves than of, uh, you know, of our wallet, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We'll take a break now. I would go into another story, but then it would be short. So, <laughs> what I'd like to do is after the break, I really would like you to talk more about family and about learning and about giving and sharing, and uh, here's a story that I want to talk about. The words do matter, because I really believe that. I think that's so important. We have to be careful about the words we choose. I'd be happy to talk about that story. My guest is Kevin Eikenberry, who is the Chief Potential Officer of the Kevin Eikenberry Group. His new book is Vantage Points on Learning and Life, Finding Learning Opportunities in Everyday Situations. Kevin has been a serious student of the learning process for the past 15 years and has applied what he's learned by helping organizations of all kinds, including small companies, governmental agencies, universities, and Fortune 500 companies. His writing has been read by people in over 30 countries from all walks of life. When we come back, we're going to talk more about these wonderful essays in Kevin's new book, Vantage Points on Learning and Life. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Goray, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice voiceamerica.com Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success Redefining the Meaning of Prosperity right here on America's Voice, 
voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world. The Internet's number one talk and information station. VoiceAmerica.com How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk, radio. Internet talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always such an honor and a pleasure to be with you on VoiceAmerica.com. You can call us at 888-335-5204. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. My guest today is Kevin Eikenberry, who is the Chief Potential Officer of the Kevin Eikenberry Group, and he is the author of the brand-new book, Vantage Points on Learning and Life. Finding Learning Opportunities in Everyday Situations. Kevin has been a student of the learning process for the past 15 years. He's applied what he's learned by helping organizations and all kinds of companies, agencies, universities, all over uh, the country. And his writing has been read by people in over 30 countries from all walks of life. Welcome back, Kevin. Before we get into the story, Kevin, on words, I want to ask you, in all of your work in organizations and companies, small and large, what are you finding is the main sort of issue that people have? Is it communication? Is it reaching their goals? What is it? Oh, um, I don't know if there's a main one. I think that there, uh, you know, I think if you take communication in its broadest form, you could probably you could put a lot of things in that because there are a lot of issues in organizations around how how much change is going on, how much change is happening and why it's happening. And one of the ways to help make that more understood and accepted and embraced in organizations is to have more effective communication around it, which is one of the things that we help organizations do. Communication also plays a, you know, plays a major role in how effectively people work together from a conflict perspective, from a collaboration perspective. Uh, and communication certainly plays a major role in customer service and in sales around uh, you know, around persuasion mm-hmm. and influence and mm-hmm. those sorts of things. So I suppose if you forced me, uh, I would probably say something like communication, but that's an awfully big thing, and there's mm-hmm. an awful lot of components to it. But right. we spend a large percentage of our time helping organizations with with issues that have some com- some form of communication related to communication and that yep. brings us right into this essay you wrote on the power of words 
Yeah, I wrote an essay that um, it, it, rather than, as I mentioned before, Patricia, a lot of the essays are about a single situation that I then might, you know, make some corollaries to. But this is an essay that I wrote really about three different um, situations that sort of occurred very closely together for me, which led to me to the concept and, and, to, and, to, and to be reflecting about the words and how the words matter. And uh, this is one of those stories that we were talking before about airlines. The first, the first part of this essay is about uh, a flight that I was getting on in Edmonton, Alberta, flying to Toronto and then on to Philadelphia. And uh, as I got on the plane, as I've done hundreds of times before, and I know that many listening have done the same thing, I happened to ask the, the uh, gate agent, um, before I got on the plane, I said, so, you know, how are you today? And her answer to me was, uh, all the better for you asking, thank you. Hmm. And it it blew me away. Uh, I'd never heard anyone say that to me before. You know, I don't know if she'd said that a million times in her life, and that's what her mother taught her to say, but it, it changed, you know, it cha- that one phrase changed the rest of my day. Um, that one phrase changed my perception of Air Canada, Mm-hmm. Um, and that one phrase, you know, made a positive difference um, in, in many ways. All the better for you asking me. Thanks. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter if it was an automatic response. She said it in a genuine way, and she said it by looking me in the eye, and uh, it, it was an amazing thing. It changed my day, and I thought about it for days, which led to me writing about it. Um, mm-hmm. And the third, you know, I won't give the whole story, but the, the third component of the story is that happened about just a few days before uh, my stepmother died, and one of the things that she was most, you know, that I'll always remember about her was whenever you asked her something or how she was, the uh, her phrase was always that things were terrific. And and I remember even in, in the last weeks of her life, if you were calling to talk to her um, about how she was doing and you really felt like, you know, this is my chance to, to lift her up, um, her answer always was, even if her voice was weak, was that she was doing terrific. And so, you know, the message... The message of the essay is that uh, that the words really do matter, and that um, words make a big difference in our lives and the lives of others. The, the words we choose matter. They send a message in many mm-hmm. cases beyond the words themselves. Just and, sometimes uh, a simple thank you that means a lot to me, or just calling someone and telling them you're thinking about them. Absolutely. There's a there's an essay in the book about thank you. There's an essay in the book about please, and uh, uh, you know. Those words are some of the most powerful words in our communication. And, uh, you know, if you think about a lot of problems that people have in communication, it comes down to some very simple things. Using people's names, saying please, saying thank you, smiling. Some very some of the most basic communication skills we learn early in our lives are some of those most important things that we need to continue to carry mm. throughout our entire lives. Mm. So, you know, this book is, that we've been talking about, and, and really the movie stuff we talked about as well, the whole the whole common thread through all of that and through all of the work that we do is learning, and it's really what I call big L learning, life learning, mm-hmm. the things that we, can, that we can learn and we can apply and use in so many parts of our lives. Whether we're watching a movie, what, what insight can we take back right. to work? What yeah. insight from uh, a simple situation can we take and apply in another part mm-hmm. of our lives? That's where the real power is. Well, and we're about to close, so I wanted there was one story in here that would be a great one to close with. I'm going to read just the italic part. Okay. The good stuff. So often in our busy lives, we forget what really matters, the things that make us smile and cry, 
the things we'll remember forever or miss when they are gone. Uh, that's um, yeah. You know, uh, it's it's kind of neat to hear someone else read the words you wrote, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, uh, I think that this this book is about is about the good stuff in our lives, even if the situation that we experience may not be good in the in the beginning, right? Like mm-hmm. um, my clothes got got lost, and I won't get them for another day. Mm-hmm. To your point, um, but it's you know how can we how can we take and fashion from the the experiences of everyday life. How can we fashion learning and lessons from those things that we can take with us and use throughout our lives in all parts of our mm-hmm. lives? All right, Kevin, closing thoughts. If you want people to get one thing out of this program and your wonderful book, Vantage Points on Learning in Life, what would you like them to get? Well, number one is that, that uh, we as humans can make the choice to learn. And we don't ha- we can make it an intentional thing. And this book gives us a in, in a in a different sort of way and not a not a formulary step-by-step self-help kind of way but in a very real way gives you a roadmap to to make a more intentional choice to learn mm-hmm. every single day and and I hope that people will uh will go to the website at vantagepoints.net to learn more about the book to to read their four or five sample stories there including a couple of them that we've talked about today that you can read for free and we'd certainly love to sell you a copy of the book as well Thank you so much, Kevin, for coming on the program. Patricia, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Kevin Eikenberry, who is the Chief Potential Officer of the Kevin Eikenberry Group. You can log on to kevineikenberry.com, E-I-K-E-N-B-E-R-R-Y, or vantagepoints.net, author of Vantage Points on Learning and Life, Finding Learning Opportunities in Everyday Situations. Next week, we're going to interview Chloe Tuttle, author and owner, actually owner of the Big Mill Bed and Breakfast in Williamston, North Carolina. She'll talk about Southern hospitality over the holidays how to, and the, how living in the house that has been in her family since 1920 brings the meaning of heritage and roots to life. You can log on to bigmill.com. Folks, it's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week and to bring you such wonderful, powerful guests that help to inspire you and to help you make the choices in life that bring you what you want. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com.